Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, and today I'm joined by Gerald Bourget and Espo. Gentlemen, how you doing today? Tired, but good. Happy with what we accomplished last night, but still pissed off. Is yes. that fair? I think that's fair <laughs> that to say. It's like a mixed bag yeah. of emotions. <laughs> yes. Like I woke up today and I felt so, I was exhausted. I still am. I have a little bit, I feel hungover. Yeah. Like I have a headache that I've had all day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is it a mix of me and Gerald fighting and being mad about <laughs> the officials? Or is it because the emotions of what we were able to accomplish for Ryan House last night? I don't know. It's but- simply this. Your body's dehydrated from tears. Because yeah. <laughs> You don't do that enough. (laughs) Well, you know, Uh, but everyone who uh, showed up big last night, you guys helped us raise over $6,300 that will be donated to Ryan House. So that's the total. Thank you guys so, so very much. It was a huge, uh, huge success. Unfortunately, though, for us here in the sun side of this community, the Coyotes beat us. They did. The With an assist from us. Come on. Well, okay. I'm I'm not going to take credit for people donating <laughs> the Coyotes, but I will say that promises were made last night if we could bring that up. Did you guys hear that? Gerald has entered. Yeah, get here, on right the here. mic. Yeah, get, right here, buddy. <laughs> if you guys beat our total, which was like 2,500 and change, I will do a quad shot of whiskey live on our next show. Yeah. So get to 2,600. 2,600 is the goal. Oh Make my God, drink. we can do this. And and pe- we haven't even brought the Qatar out for the And that Roman is about how many shots life. Gerald did at my St. Patty's Day. <laughs> Okay, so this you you clearly said on our next live show, but I did, I did, and I didn't realize that we were going live like within twenty four hours again. I have an article to write, everybody, but for the post game show on Monday's show, because we are going to be off the next Tuesday, I'll be doing that after the Jazz game in post game. Okay, hopefully to celebrate a win, but either way, the quad shot will be going down Monday night. Monday night. Monday night. Well, I'm going to pay off my facial hair mm. bet on Saturday, I believe. Okay. okay. Because that means I can shave it off that night. I it can come in just for the show, no meetings. I think that's when it's going to happen. <laughs> right. That's a smart move. Yeah. I don't know when Saul's going to pay off his uh, bargain here, Never. but we'll see. <laughs> um, he'll be back with us tomorrow, though, if anybody wants to know what's going on with Saul. He's just doing Saul things. So yes. He'll be back tomorrow. But yeah. 
shout out to all of you. Um, without your help, we honestly could not have raised this much money, and it's freaking amazing. But let's jump into some Suns conversation. Obviously, the biggest topic within the Suns space, but also just the NBA in general, mm-hmm. is officiating. And here's the thing. You can take whatever side you want on it. But when players know, opposing players know, <laughs> there's a problem. Yeah. Just trying to add to their nine-point lead as Mr. Davis will go to the line. So that was D'Angelo Russell last night in the Lakers huddle Mm -hmm. during a timeout saying, Scott Foster's refing, y'all. We're good. (laughs) Scott Foster. That's the problem. (laughs) This is where, like, look, the Suns have played poor defense recently, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not saying that the entire league is rigged like some will go to. But there is a problem with specific refs. And when an opponent knows that the Suns are facing Scott Foster and they feel that confident that they're going to win just because Scott Foster is calling the game against the Suns, that is problematic. And this is D'Angelo Russell, not a guy that has played a huge amount of games in a playoff series against the Suns or something where where he knows the Scott Foster thing. This is... This is bad. Mm. This is a bad look for the game. And somebody at the Lakers pro- or, or whoever the Lakers broadcast partner is out there in L.A. probably got a call from the league saying, what are you doing to us, right? Because this is such a horrific look that it. we're at a point where if I'm Adam Silver, I feel like I need to start an investigation. But I'm not Adam Silver. I have a conscience right now about this stuff. And I'm not sure the league office does. I don't think we're going to have anything happen. I think it's going to be quiet on on all fronts. But when when it's that well known, you got to look into it. Yeah, and you, you can't really tell from the clip if he's saying if he's like complaining about Scott Foster, if he's acknowledging the fact that like we're going to keep playing the way we're playing and drawing fouls because Scott Foster. But either way, it's a bad look that this is what we're talking about the day after a game. And I know a lot of people are going to look at this again, like, Oh, there go the Suns complaining about foul calls against them and their fan base. But like at the same time, it is a league wide problem. It's something that the two primetime games of the night were marred by foul or officiating controversies. There was the Luka Doncic thing, the free bucket. They basically gave the warriors Luka literally <laughs> implying that they're paid off. And then the next game you see the Lakers get 46 free throws, which They've kind of been doing over the last week, if you look at their free throw totals, how they've shot up, how Austin Reeves is getting to the line like 10 times a game recently. Um, it's just, it's not fun. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even, I'm not even going to go into it and say like, oh, the league is fixed or they want the Lakers in or they hate the Suns. But I will say like, it's not fun to watch the way that NBA players are now able to bait officials into turning these games into a free throw fest. It's taken the fun out of the game. It makes it hard to appreciate some of the game's elite talents because everybody's just pump faking and and ripping through and doing, you know, all these swing through moves on the way to the basket. It's just not fun to watch. You know what the other side of it too is, is that I've seen so many people talking about how book and DA don't sell it enough. And that's also why they're not getting a favorable whistle. Mm. But I'm like, do you really need like, is that what we actually want, though, from right. this sport? Do we really want players out there flopping and selling it? Or do we just want 
decent officiating and allowing them to have a little bit of leeway here and there. But we hear that, and then we hear the team getting called foul baiters and all these, and that they're they're floppers and they're whiners. So there's not even a consensus on that. And then we hear, well, they don't drive to the basket enough. And in some ways that's true. But it, there were some stats posted from, from NBA.com. Uh, the Suns drove 46 times last night into the lane, while the Lakers drove 38 times. The Lakers earned 14 free throw attempts off their drives, while the Suns earned four. Now, some of that could be that the Suns drive into the lane but tend to kick it out mm. and not actually attempt shots. But then the Suns had 21 paint touches last night, while the Lakers had 18. The Suns had a higher field goal attempt within the paint, 27 to 16. Uh, so, like, it's it, last night in particular wasn't that the Suns weren't necessarily getting in the paint and, and trying to draw contact. It was something else last night, and we, we saw it in a few key key places. And like I said, the Suns committed many of their fouls on the defensive end, but it's the other side of the ball that, that bothers me the most. And I don't think the, the league is fixed because there's no there's no rhyme or reason. There's no sense to how you would be fixing it with these guys. What I think it is is there's a, a large amount of refs with personal bias that they allow to impact the game mm -hmm. combined with the fact that refs have uh, a proclivity to lean towards the superstar and give them the benefit of the doubt. When you mix those two things, you get a really toxic environment that that we're seeing come to a head with, as you mentioned, the Mavs. We've talked about Fred Van Vliet. Monty went off last night. As much as Monty can go off, even Devin said things. There, There is an issue here that's much larger than uh, than one thing, and it's not that the league's fixed. It's that the refs are bad. Well, then the league has a bigger issue, like you said, and they need to get that figured out because that's unfair to everybody. This is a billion, multi-billion dollar mm -hmm. industry here. Mm -hmm. And that's unfair to all the people who are paying all of those dollars to consume this sport. Well, yeah. So you got to get your shit together. Well, And the worst thing that you can have in sports is the, the perception that somehow it's fixed, yeah. it's rigged, because then you start to become the WWE. Mm. And sure, you may... You know, in these people's minds, you may have better writers and a more interesting script. Mm. You know, it's not as as you know fake drama, but that's problematic, especially when this league is now predicated on you know gambling dollars and advertising mm -hmm. dollars through gambling. The perception that it's fixed is is a horrible place to be, and it tarnishes the sport, especially when the likelihood that it actually is is very very slim. Yeah, it's it's an entertainment quality problem, and, and it's something the league needs to address. And I understand why they would want to protect their officials, because let's be honest, when fans that don't know as much about basketball watch a game and their team starts losing, their first person to blame is the refs, and their second person to blame is the coach. And so we see, like, refs are going to draw the ire of fans. That's just mm -hmm. the nature of the game, and sometimes it's not earned but it feels like it's been earned a lot more recently in recent years. And, and I just feel like there's no public accountability for them. You know, we see it with the players who are the reason that we come to watch these games, mm -hmm. these superstar talents, these incredible personalities, these unbelievable athletes. We come to watch them play. And so when a ref takes over a game or a, a star player gets in foul trouble, or even if a star player is being rewarded with a parade to the free throw line every five minutes, 
it's not fun and it becomes about the official and that's a problem. And I understand that you need to protect those guys who aren't making millions of dollars compared to your superstar athletes. But at the same time, there has to be accountability. There has to be some type of punishment because every time a player complains about officiating, they get publicly fined and we know about it. it it's just, it feels backwards to me a little bit. Yeah. I mean, Libertarian Sasquatch gave us a super chat. Thank you. And said, I'm a big fan of the NHL and the NFL and the NBA is the only league that I know multiple refs by name. That's a problem. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think you do have to protect your refs that are doing their job correctly. Mm -hmm. But that does not mean you have to protect guys who aren't. Mm -hmm. If there are people that are, are screwing up on the regular, there should be punishment. It should be known. Uh, and I think the last two-minute report has actually done a disservice. I think it's done the opposite of what they were hoping. They were hoping it would look like transparency, and instead it's just highlighted how many errors that they have and the fact that they do nothing to rectify them. Mm -hmm. And that's problematic uh, as well. So all of a sudden you mix all that together, and you've just got this really, really toxic thing going on. Yeah, yeah Jay hit us with some numbers here in the chat. said, Reeves has more free throw attempts than Tatum. Dame and Jimmy Butler over the last four games. It's wild. It's quite interesting. Yeah, it's kind of it's he's come out of nowhere and I'll give him credit like he's been playing really well recently for them. But um, and he has been forcing the issue. We saw it last night. He kind of leaned in and drew some contact multiple times. But again, that's part of the problem. If Austin Reeves is able to come into a game, lean in and draw contact against a Suns defense that's ranked seventh in the NBA like there's something wrong with the way that we are officiating games and the way that players knowing how these games are going to be officiated are in turn playing like it's it's rewarding itself by playing that way and getting the calls and it's just it's ruining the game honestly yeah and you know i i also don't really like that the nba um officials twitter account is trying to like the educate us, account. if yeah. you will. I'm being very generous <laughs> yeah. with that term. It's yeah. like a Chinese government account, all right? <laughs> yes. um, but this this was an interesting tweet that resurfaced on Twitter lately that was from last fall. And they had said, the um, NBRA fully supports and enforces the, quote, respect for the game program announced today. This is another step forward in fostering mutual respect in all arenas at all levels and reaffirms the existing quote, respect for the game rules. But then they went in to describe some of these rules, and I was like, mm, yeah, I can buy some of them, mm. but at the same time, like, are you for real for real right now? So Were they low-key trolling, too, by using the word fostering in the tweet? Oh, I man. mean, maybe. <laughs> That's brutal. So it says that you can uh, approach a referee to ask a question. Would you like to go out to dinner? As long as it's done in a civil manner and ended when the official has provided an answer, so you can't follow up. So you don't want to go to dinner, <clears throat> which is just cra crazy because the pool report goes the same way pretty much. So you can look at and or point to the Jumbotron replay as long as it's not too long, overly demonstrative or done to mock a call or a non-call. Did you see what the gorilla did? <laughs> you can also express disagreement with the call as long as the reaction is not aggressive, overly demonstrative again and dissolves quick quickly. I would really appreciate it if next time I got slapped in the face, you called something. But here's what you cannot do. These are not permissible. Aggressive hand claps directed at an official. 
I love what you're doing out there. You keep it up, Scott Foster. You're fantastic. Thank you, brother. Air punches, wave-offs, aggressive or excessive arm motion, so you can't do any windmills. None of that. No windmills. No windmills. I can't look like one of those... Uh, Things at the car wash. No. Mm-hmm. no. Wild, right. wacky, inflatable tube. Yes. Frantically <laughs> running away from a play after a call or non-call. You can't even remove yourself from the situation. But I just had to go to the bathroom. That's... You also uh, cannot continue to discuss a call after the official has responded. So again, no follow-ups. You can ask one question, mm-hmm. but once they give you an answer, that's that. But why? Because I said so, and you're going to go to your room if you ask me again. <laughs> You cannot hold your arms in the air for a prolonged period of time. And you can't wave them like you just don't care. <laughs> God bless. You cannot attempt to demonstrate actions such as goaltending or traveling. I'm just a mime out here, just pantomiming what, what's going on. And again, in another set of words, repeatedly ask questions, making comments or gesturing. You can't do any of those things. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? No, nope, can't do it. Nope. So, like, while I understand that they were trying to create a good environment here that has respect both ways, which at its core level, I do agree with. I'm not saying that players should be able to go out there and just completely rip the hell out of an official. But some of this is just like, are you kidding me? You can't hold your arms in the air. What What is considered a prolonged period of time? Because depending on which referee, one, one second is prolonged period of time. I'm pretty sure those were the same rules my parents set out. Anytime we went on a road trip. Yeah. Like, it's such a, it, it's so condescending. The whole thing is condescending to the players and to the game as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's such crap. Yeah. Yeah, ref, refs, are, refs are cops, man. <laughs> like, that's all I got reading through these fucking parameters. This is like. Defund the refs. <laughs> this is nuts. I like, mean, Ken in the chat even says it's wild. These are even laid out in writing. And that's right? what I'm saying. Like. Like, are, how old do we think these athletes are? Right. They literally thought Four? of they thought of like every rule for them that they do, like running away even dramatically or whatever. Like, are we for real on this? Like, we God actual... forbid you have any emotion whatsoever. Yeah. To be fair, most of these refs are old enough to be the grandfather of the players out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Scott Foster could probably be some of their great grandfather. That's yeah, true, actually. We, we, we need newer refs. We need more diverse refs. We need yeah. more refs because we've had guys that have been in this league for years and years, and it's pretty clear that they have developed reputations, that they've overstayed their welcome, that they're not good at their jobs. Like, mm-hmm. Scott Foster shouldn't be officiating games anymore. Remember Joey Crawford? He officiated probably five to ten years too long past when he should have retired. And I, I get that. I'm not out here advocating that all of these dudes lose their jobs or anything like that, but there needs to be more accountability. There needs to be more training. And it feels like a lot of these guys coast on tenure and reputation instead of actual on-court results. Yeah. Hey, you want to coast on that? Go to the Pac-12 conference. I mean, go do, <laughs> go there. Styles in the chat said Draymond literally breaks all of those and they just stand there and take it from him. And see, and that's the other side of this. Um, conversation is that some people can yell at the refs. Mm. Some people can be demonstrative for a prolonged period of time, but others cannot. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when you put on paper exactly what it is that your expectations are and what your rules and regulations are, and then you don't even follow them, even though you're the one who put them in place, then how on earth do you expect 
one, players to respect you, two, fans to respect the league and what they've put in place, and three, anything fun to happen ever. But you brought up why they can get away with it. There's enough vagary in these rules that they've put out there that they can say, yeah, we are sticking to this, but and and still apply different things to different players because there's not a specific. There, it's very very vague in what it's what it's stating. So yeah, they can give Draymond Green a different, slightly different set of rules than they give somebody else because they've allowed themselves for that. Yeah, yeah. and the like Draymond Green when he has 15 technical fouls on the season and is right on the cusp of that 16th that'll get him a one game suspension is the most like immortal untouchable player in NBA history like he could actually punch a referee in the face and he probably wouldn't get that 16th tech because they don't <laughs> want him suspended uh, it's pretty wild and he knows that too he knows he has more leeway when he picks up his first technical as opposed to his second or when he has 15 as opposed to his 16th and he's I think he's even come out and publicly said that that he knows he gets more leeway in those situations so it's one of those things where the inconsistency can be maddening yeah. um, because you look at Luca and it, going through those things that are permissible and not permissible. He does at least three or four of those things. It feels like on a quarter to quarter basis, and that's being generous. So I, I get we don't want Luca being thrown out of games. We don't want them to be by the book on this shit. But it, it's just weird that they can enforce it when they feel like it and then turn a blind eye when it comes to certain players or just not being consistent. I will say this. They do give Devin Booker a decent amount of leeway before giving him tax in a lot of cases. They do. They do. Where other guys As far as the arguing goes. Yeah, the yeah. arguing, the demonstrative nature, mm -hmm. some of those things, he does get some preferential treatment there. Mm -hmm. Where he doesn't is in the foul calls where other guys <laughs> do. But even Shoot, that, it's I, like, would, I would rather flop those two. Well, yeah. I would rather him get, get special treatment when it comes to foul calls, and then Devin can learn to bite his tongue and just not argue with them. He wouldn't be arguing with them in the first place if he got more foul calls. So it's also like, true. cool, you're giving me some <laughs> leniency for telling you you suck at your job? Great, thanks, appreciate you. But I but I also don't want to look hypocritical because right. no, I we got to acknowledge <laughs> that part of it because if they were quick with the T's and not giving him the calls, then there's definitely bias. But here it's a weird mix of you're only getting one, you're not getting the other, and where does what's that line? And that adds a whole nother dimension to it. And I get it. There's human flaw in all of this, right? Mm -hmm. There's human error. But it's, it's becoming so glaringly obvious mm -hmm. to everybody. Like, it's not just Suns fans. It's the entire league is taking note this year yeah. that something is, is horribly wrong. Yeah, when you got the Mavs putting out a protest, you got Fred Van Vliet going off. Mm -hmm. And then what Jay was saying, like Jimmy Butler and Dame not getting as near the respect as Austin Reeves. Like, this is all over the place. And that's no shade to Austin Reeves. It's just like, if we're going by like the unspoken rule that superstars get special treatment, well, if we're ranking in order, I would say Dame is a little bit higher up on that list and Jimmy Butler is a little bit higher up on that list. Yeah. You know, so okay. it's just like everybody collectively this year, it feels like it's bigger than it's ever been. You got your tinfoil in reach? Yes. Slap that hat on. Uh, I, I've got the answer and I talk about it in today's tinfoil hat club on on the YouTube page. But it's simple. There's an NBA player cabal where they're paying the refs and only some of the guys are in it and others aren't. 
<laughs> it's not the league. It's the players so, that are scripted. Without giving too much away, can you give us an example of a player or two who's in this cabal? Well, I'm pretty sure Austin Reeves bought in early. Okay, he's got to Or be Anthony like Davis may have paid his way in, or LeBron said, hey, you can take my portion until I'm back. Okay. Uh, you know, I think Luca's part of it. That's why he was showing the money. He said, I'm paying you, and I'm not <laughs> like, the call. Where's the what, return what, what, on yeah. my investment? Yeah, well, I'm, you, you know the next payment's coming. Where's my help here? <laughs> So, I mean, and I think Devin either knows and is just morally opposed to doing it, you know. He ethic, does play ethical, ethical basketball, basketball ethical right? Hoops. Yeah. Or he mm -hmm. just hasn't been invited yet and <laughs> isn't there. Well, if it's the latter, then we need to get him an invitation and we need to get him one fast. Range-free hoops. Because I am over this. <laughs> um, all right, we've got basketball all weekend long, you guys. Lots Ooh. of fun stuff when it comes to Suns basketball. Friday, we're going to be out at our watch party at Dobson Ranch, but then it's a back-to-back. -back. We got a game on Saturday as well, and if you are looking to prepare for that Saturday evening game, you definitely need to pick up some Four Peaks beer on your way home. You can grab it at whatever local establishment that sells beer, mm -hmm. Circle K, the grocery store. You can find Four Peaks beer pretty much anywhere in the Valley, and it goes hand-in-hand -hand with watching sports, especially Suns basketball, whether it's a Suns brew, a Wowie, a Kilt Lifter, a Hazy IPA, whatever your go-to beverage is, Four Peaks has you covered. They also have you covered with an incredible place to watch the NFL draft on April 27th. We're talking about their Four Peaks 8th Street Pub down in Tempe. Cardinals got a new coach, a new GM, the third pick in the draft, and the best place to take in. The entire draft, again, on April 27th, is at Four Peaks H Street Pub. As a reminder, you do have to be 21 years or older to enjoy their beer, and we do ask that you enjoy responsibly. Ball! Shout out to Bo Brock and Johnny uh, Venerable on the PHX card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you haven't checked out the Cardinals show, you should definitely do that, too. Uh, also, I want to give a little love to our friends over at Burrito Express who brought us food this week. Yes. And it's the first time I've been able to enjoy a Burrito Express delivery in like three months. Yeah. Because they go so fast <laughs> around <do>. this place. <laughs> um, but Burrito Express now has two new NIL athletes, ASU football player Elijah Badger and softball star Jasmine Hill. They will receive support in cash clothes and, of course, burritos. Now, I want to know where you guys are at with this fight because Mac our social media maven yes. mm -hmm. asked the question on Twitter, how many tubs of, or little containers of salsa do you use for your burrito? What's the correct number in your uh, opinion? It's a green dipping sauce. Oh, I'm sorry. According to Johnny Venerable, it's a green, <laughs> green dipping, dipping sauce. sauce. Oh, goodness. Yeah, we also donated to Ryan's house yesterday, too, according to Johnny. Oh, so boy. Some, some dude named Ryan just got a big old check. Oh, John. <laughs> uh, so what's your number? It depends. Like I can do it in two. Like mm -hmm. if if we're rationing because I'm a kind human being and there's 23 other people in this company <laughs> who deserve salsa, two. I can do it in two. Yeah. Right. If I'm out there myself and I can get it and I can take care of myself, four four is good. Yeah. Like you want an, a decent amount. Yeah. I was gonna say it's like two to three, but yeah, if you're being considerate of the other people in the office, the fact that there's a limited supply of salsa, I would say two is probably. So are we just low key throwing shade at Mac right now? Is a that what this is? Not a low key. <laughs> you guys are not being low key at all. You guys are full on just shaming her. Did I? Did I tell you guys what happened though? Where I was in the break room with her, mm. Max was watching her, giving her a hard time, uh. so she couldn't steal the salsa. <laughs> Max leaves the office. 
I pick up the bag of salsa and go, you can go. And I kind of swing it. Well, the bottom was wet. And the whole thing oh, just no. busted open. Oh. Just little things of salsa kind of went flying. Did they all back. open? No, luckily. Oh, thank God. She, was, she was super nicely dressed, too, and I felt like a horrible human being. So. I am going to say I'm going to say three, um, <laughs> and only green salsa, though. I, I don't only? like the red salsa as much. Oh, I like the red salsa. There are certain people in my life who make bomb salsa that's both red and green, and I will eat those. Mm. And that one, I'm with Mac. It's like four or five at that point. Yeah. Um, but usually, it's it's salsa verde <laughs> that I'm into. I thought Mac was gone for the day. So now, <laughs> Mac now she's here. In. Now she's here to speak on it. I will not tolerate any more salsa slander. <laughs> Give me as many salsas as I need, damn it. <laughs> Mac needs her NIL deal just for salsa. Michaela looked dead into the camera and salsa pointed. Slander. Jesus. No more salsa slander. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, Mac, that's you've great. got you've got lots of supporters in the in the chat though. They got your back. They got your back. <laughs> All right. So last night we did discuss Monty's post-game conversations with the media or not really a conversation, more just a statement Mm -hmm. about the officiating. Uh, But we also got some words from Devin as well, which we didn't bring up in the post-game show. So I think we should talk about that right now. Espo, do you want to tell us what he said? Sure. Can we throw up the graphic? He said, I watch these games every night, so I kind of understand what's going on. Uh, I understand the agendas that are being pushed, and I'm trying to get that out of my head and go out there and compete. So I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I feel like this may have been one step too. Yes. It feels like he's implying rigged, and I don't think that benefits nobody for him to imply that it's rigged. Mm. Where Fred Van Vliet was like, they just suck at their jobs. Devin Booker implying that everything is rigged. Seems like it may backfire more than it helps. I get that, but I don't know that I... You could also say that it's like the narratives that are being pushed, right? Everyone, how many times have people come out and said, the NBA knows that basketball is better when the Lakers are good mm. because but, of the simple size of the fan base. But that implies Same with fixed. the Warriors. That doesn't necessarily imply that it's rigged. It's It's a favorable type of opinion but towards that team. Anybody at the league ever went to the refs and said, we need Golden State, we need the Warriors, or we need the Lakers in the playoffs, that's fixed. They don't have to say you need to specifically do X, Y, and Z, but if you push your thumb on the scale and influence the fact that these two teams should be in the playoffs, you have thus fixed the game, regardless of if you specifically said call a foul in favor of this guy every time he drives to the hoop. So I'm not going to say the league is fixed like I mentioned earlier, and I am I do agree with you. I think Booker maybe went a little too far with this, or at least it's something that you probably shouldn't say, when, especially in a night where you're upset about yeah. the free throw disparity. But at the other hand, if you look at the free throw disparities in the NBA this season, the team with the second best free throw disparity is the Miami Heat, who are a plus 184. We can guess the Lakers are number one, but their number is more than double the number well, bro, two look team. Look at it's that graph. 387. I get that. That is that, wild. Yes. But, but who's on not, the team? I, I get that, and I understand they're a team that's good at drawing free throws, but 387, when you're more than double the next closest team, that's like historically 
insane. Like that's it's I want to say unprecedented, but I would have to look and see. But that's that's a lot. That's a lot of of free throws no, over your opponent. And I'm not saying they're when I said look at the roster who's on it, it's not that they're good at drawing fouls. Mm. They have LeBron, yeah, who's always going to get the benefit of the call. Mm. They have AD, who's another star. And then other guys that are on the team are likely going to benefit because they play with those guys. Mm. I don't think anybody in the league is telling them they want the Lakers to win. I think this comes down to the superstar bias that's always okay. in this. Can you, real quick, could mm. you find that from when LeBron was on any other team? Just to see? I mean, would that, not, is that not hard? The, yeah. Okay. But not, you, I would be but interested to Warriors, know that, though. Right? We mm. brought up the Warriors. They're at the polar opposite end of it. Right. So, to me, this... You know, this says LeBron plays a physical style of ball, and he's a superstar. AD is down low more often, so they benefit that way. I, if the league were going to be trying to force somebody into the playoffs and use the refs to do it, Golden State, your defending champion. Yeah, but you're not worried about the Warriors right now. The Warriors will likely make the playoffs. The Lakers are the ones who are on the fringe. I'd agree, but that would imply that most of this free throw discrepancy has come over the last, like, 10 weeks, uh, 12 weeks, where the Lakers have been just, have, have kind of fallen off, where this is a whole season. Yeah. Like, so, so... Th- I just and maybe maybe I'm I'm being ridiculous, but I refuse to believe anybody in Adam Silver's <laughs> office in New York is calling the refs and saying you right. gotta. No, do it's X, not y, that. Z. It's what Keeler said. It's subtle encouragement. It's subtle encouragement. It's just still. A, it's just that's a fixing subtle still. encouragement. I think when it comes to this kind of thing, there is no one size fits all <laughs> black or white answer to this stuff. I don't think the league is rigged. I also think there could be a little implicit bias when you are refing a game that's the Lakers and it's LeBron James and it's Anthony Davis and it's guys that are aggressive. I think it's a combination of all those things because no team should have a positive free throw differential that's more than double the next closest team. That's absurd. But there's no like as someone asked in the chat, is it like market size bias or anything like that? Not really. The top two are Lakers and Miami, which are big markets. But after that, it's Sacramento and Orlando. So it's it's one of those things where part of it's personnel, part of it's the refs just being bad at their jobs. And yes, in the Lakers case, I do think they get a little bit more benefit because they have LeBron, they have AD, and they're the freaking Lakers. Like, Well, and I'd be interested, and I know you don't have this, but I'd be interested in, in looking this up. Uh, how many of those free throws for the Lakers in that discrepancy are coming at home? Mm. LA, uh, you know, you're playing in front of celebrities, big lights, you know, the, the crowd all that are they getting a, a better home cook you know like mm-hmm. and and that that could come into play i think you're right there's a lot of little things that add up to this i don't think there's one big thing that's pushing it in their favor i think there's multiple things that lead to that kind of discrepancy and, and i do think we should acknowledge because this is something people are bringing up with the lakers free throw discrepancy in particular is there was that one game where they lost to the Celtics on a blown no call Mm -hmm. that was blew up. It it was pretty egregious. There was a lot of public complaints about that. Um, Just widespread pandemonium. Oh, my God, the Lakers lost a game because they were, yes. Uh, Since that game, the Lakers are first in the NBA in free throw attempts and allowing the lowest number of free throw attempts. So LeBron's 
meltdown, whatever you want to call it, worked because before that they were sixth and fifth, you know, not not to say that they weren't good at both of those categories before, but they've clearly picked it up a notch since that blown call. I think Superstar Cabal? public campaigning helps a little bit. Superstar Cabal. Well, we'll find <laughs> out because if if nothing changes for the Suns and they just went scored, sure, maybe there isn't that much yeah. public uh, campaigning unless you're a specific kind of person. I do feel yeah. on the scorched earth scale, Monty's was like a seven, though. It wasn't but, quite. But for Monty, it was like turning the, Monty, the dial to 11 and ripping the knob off and throwing it away. But this is also the but guy is that, that, enough, that doesn't curse. Like, oh, yeah. Well, look, anybody. I'm Money should have thrown in a no. gosh darn it. <laughs> Gee golly Williker, I'm so mad. Why I oughta. Why yeah. <laughs> oh he did the he fish shake like that. Turn like. into the three stages. Nyak, 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 But uh, look, for. <laughs> I just. Uh, okay, I love Dan Bickley. He's a friend. Mm. I consider him a friend. But today he was like, Monty needs to, to throw a chair and do the. What that gets him thrown out of a game and Who makes him cares? look like he's throw throwing, a chair. He's, it looks like he's having a temper tantrum as a child. Like that doesn't that doesn't change things. I don't think. Especially, I I, I don't and, know. And I don't think it helps you, your team not act like like you're. You literally LeBron. just said LeBron James temper tantrum helped them. I think so. Maybe we do need to throw a temper tantrum. Here's the thing: the Suns always get pinpointed as the team that whines the most about officiating, despite the fact that they're ranked dead last in rate of shots at the rim. They're always viewed as the complainers. Um, and it's interesting because the fan base here wishes Monty would show more fire, would get more fired up, would go on the type of viral rant that really draws attention to it. And I think there is something to the fact that instead of continuing to allude to the free throw discrepancy and then turn right back around and say, but that's not why we lost. I'm just tired of it. Just lean in fully one game and be like, yeah, that's why we lost tonight and yeah. totally lose it. I do think there's more power in that than what the Suns approach is now because Monty like sets the tone and the Suns all do the same shit. They all say like they all bring up the free throw thing and then immediately say, but that's not why we lost, even though it's clearly weighing heavy on their minds. Just embrace it, like lean into it, get your rant out there and then move on instead of doing this constant circle. I, I do think that that might set a good tone. I don't I'm not I'm, saying throw a chair. But if he got thrown out of a game, you're not going to tell me the Suns wouldn't finally be like, whoa, for Monty to get thrown out of a game, that that means something. I'd rather it happen in the post game and, and do it that way. I agree. Then can you then, throw a chair, though, yeah, still? I mean, sure. Throw it in the post. <laughs> those, game are, those are small yeah. post game throw, rooms. Don't yeah, get a reporter. Yeah, can you just throw it to the right? <laughs> and then opposing walk team's off reporter. To the none of our Cole. Guys, he's going to catch a chair. To the yeah, yeah. Well, you give, you give Cole a heads up. You say, hey, Cole, I'm going to throw a chair tonight. So, no, scooch. I, I want to make I want to make extra point and hit you square in the face <laughs> oh, with it tonight. God. No, look, I just it's showing up the refs out there isn't going to change it. Well, I'd rather see them do nothing on the court, make no complaint, <laughs> ignore the refs even being out there, make hard fouls and then act like, you know, that's that. And then go back to the locker room and go scorched earth so nobody can point to, well, there are a bunch of whiny on the court mm. and just say, hey, we went out there and we did X, Y, and Z on the court. And then we said, look, this is asinine what happened. I just mm. Throwing a temper tantrum, uh, it, I don't think changes a lot out on the court. Oh, I mean, it's worth a try. I mean, at this point, why not? 
Throw everything in the kitchen sink at it to see what sticks. Then the whole team does it. Let's do it. All all 15 guys in the coaching staff throw the chairs and go to the locker room. I'm here for it. Okay, but for real, for real, though, like what are the options? We're not allowed to throw chairs at at officials. Then what are the options that the Suns have? All right, I'll I'll go first because mine is more legitimate. Real, mine is more like realistic in terms <laughs> of what like, they can do. I am offended um, that you assume that I'm, mine will not be realistic. Yours just, could be. Mine isn't for I'm sure. Just reading the room. Um, <laughs> Sam over at the timeline. Sam Cooper had a really good idea, and I completely agree with it. If you want free throws, start benching any player not named Devin Booker, Chris Paul, or Kevin Durant who attempts a floater or push shot. Nobody wants to hear that. But it's the truth. And and look, this this Poor seems campaign. this seems dramatic. <laughs> campaign would be so screwed. He's never playing this again. Would be so screwed. Saban Lee would suddenly become their be what, leading three bench on guy. five all game long. But like the numbers back up what Sam is talking about because Monty talks about how they get into the paint and how they want to pay play paint to great, which is you attack, you get to the paint, you kick out to the second side. So many of their drives are kickouts to the perimeter. And that's fine. You want threes in this league. We've talked about how the Suns needed to attempt more threes, and they've done that mm-hmm. this year. But you also need to get to the rim. You can't just get to the paint. You have to get to the rim. And if you watch them, when they get into the trees, they do settle for a lot of push shots and floaters. Um, DA, I think Zach Lowe said it on ESPN and wrote about it. Like His default direction when he gets a paint touch is to spin away from the basket. Mm-hmm. It's not to embrace contact or seek it mm-hmm. out. And when he does do it, it's so noticeable because we're like, hell yeah, get it. Like, because we don't see it as often. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of those things where this team, the last three years, has ranked 30th dead last in frequency of shots at the rim. And they've ranked first, first, and sixth in frequency of mid-range shots. And when you take jump shots as opposed to going to the basket more, you're just not going to get to the foul line as often. That's It's just... Part of the system, and it's been a really good system. They've been a top 10 offense when they've been healthy over these last three years. But there's a stat on cleaning the glass that I love that's called location effective field goal percentage, which basically takes a look at your shot profile and says if every team shot the league average at the rim, league average from mid-range, league average from three, based on how often they're shooting from those locations, what would their effective field goal percentage be? And the Suns this season are dead last in that category. They were dead last last year, and they were 27th the year before that, which so tells you shots, right? which tells you they are not taking as many shots at the rim as the math maths, and they're not taking as many threes as they need to. So it's one of those things where I get their frustration because you do see times where Devin Booker gets slapped, where you see where he initiates contact, yes, but gets hit in the face because Vanderbilt is trying to flop, and he gets called for the offensive foul that they have to waste a challenge on. Like, these are things that are frustrating, but at the same time, they have to change their approach to when they get into the trees, instead of settling for that mid-range jumper or floater, take another dribble and force the issue because you're not going to get to the foul line otherwise. But what that says to me is that James Jones built an inefficient roster then because he tried Mm -hmm. to zig well, the rest of the league was zagging, and it's biting them in the ass right now because now you're going to be asking this team to go against what its nature is, Mm -hmm. how it was built. And and that's problematic. Like, are you really gonna? Are you really going to change this team's, uh, you know, stripes and change the way they play in the last ten games before you get to the playoffs? No. No. And I, and I think Kevin Durant will help with the free throw discrepancy because he is a guy that's averaging seven, I think, per game this season, and that alone will help. Like, no offense to Tory Craig, but he's not getting to the line a ton. That's fair. Just 
changing that out will help. Um, but it, it's one of those things where, yes, they need to, in the offseason, prioritize finding someone who has a downhill mentality and who can actually finish because campaign has a downhill mentality. But like we said, he settles for the push shots a little bit, the floaters. Um, and I, what? That's supposed to got a diabolical look <laughs> on his don't face. Don't say it. No. God. <laughs> I can't say anything around here before it turns into that again. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> I mean, but you're, you're, you got you're correct, Espo. Like you can't change that in ten games. No, that's not something that you can just like flip a switch and the whole mentality and identity of your team changes overnight. Which is right. why I think it's the other <laughs> end of the floor that it comes down to is doing everything you can to solidify your defensive rotations and kind of getting back to that and rewarding guys who make hard fouls that don't let these guys get easy mm-hmm. and ones and and actually say you know what. If you're going to get fouled, you're going to realize you're getting fouled and we're not going to put up with this. Uh, you know, and maybe even playing at a slower pace on the other end where you muck it up a little bit more uh, and, and looking at that stuff. like Because I, I, I don't think you're going to change the whistles on the other end. KD coming back will, will obviously impact that. He'll get some of those superstar calls, but I don't think you're going to fix the, the bigger problem there uh, in, in – in time for this playoff run. No, and that's why Josh Akogi, it's so important for him on the games where he's not hitting because he's one of the few guys that will just drive in there, embrace contact with that like slow motion Euro step that he had, which sometimes, let's be honest, when he doesn't get the call, that thing is rocketing off the backboard because it's not going to be a finished shot. But he does get to the foul line because he has that approach. And it's honestly kind of the reason why I was wondering if the Suns might convert Saban Lee, because he's one of the few guys that has that approach as well um, with a really high free throw rate compared to everybody else. I feel like Landry could do it, too, if you encourage him more to embrace the athleticism he has with the driving. You know, Um, We did get a super chat from D.C. Uh, They said Xavier, which is a uh, really fun Lakers fan in our chat right now, said (laughs) your pizza bagels are done, mijo. (laughs) Oh, we we got a we got a seven year old in the chat talking smacks at the Lakers. And fan. I, I think since it. we've got a seven year old in the chat who's being naughty, you should put him in a timeout. You should pause his comments for like two to five minutes. We got your binky over Time here. Timeout, Xavier. Xavier. You gotta go put your nose in the corner. Bad, oh, guys, bad, <laughs> guys. Bad. It is so easy to bad stay Lakers respectful fan. and kind in the chat. Bad. Seriously, stop acting like a seven year old. <laughs> but thank you for. Uh, your view yeah. and yes. your engagement. Thank you for your viewership. Yeah, I'll help. take the money. Yeah. Thanks for that check. Appreciate it, <laughs> Um, I also think, as but to your point on the other end, consistency with playing physical defense would probably help. Again, not going to change in 10 games, but you have to start showing that at some point in time and you have to start doing it consistently because we see that with DA a lot too. He tries to have a physical presence but then he gets in foul trouble, and then the next two games he kind of takes a step back because he's not trying to be in foul trouble. So mm-hmm. at some point in time, you got to find a way to be consistent in your physicality, whether that's just slowly stepping it up every single game or next season just come out and deal with all the crazy, ridiculous foul trouble you're going to be in in the first month or two, mm-hmm. but set that tone. Well, I, I think I think they just all have to embrace not being afraid of 
of the foul, especially DA to your point. When he gets when he gets afraid of that or or hesitant, it screws up his entire approach to the game. I'd much rather have him pick up five fouls because he's being aggressive than have two and and kind of wander through things. And in the playoffs, you're they allow a little bit more physicality. So except that, yeah, maybe these next handful of games you're gonna get called for more, but that it's prepping you to go out there and play the physical brand of basketball that happens in the playoffs. It's another annoying thing about the refs. Why the game changes in the way it's called once you get to the playoffs is is another inconsistency that's just frustrating, but it's a reality. So use it to your advantage. Understand what's going on. Stop complaining about it and, and just make the best of what you can at this point. Yeah, and, and DA does get a frustrating whistle, but it's because, like Lindsay mentioned, like you have to set that night in, night out consistency. Mm-hmm. It can't be, you know, tonight I'm going to be aggressive and then I get in foul trouble, so I'm going to revert back to maybe staying on the floor as long as I can. Like, yes, there will be games where he struggles with foul trouble, but he's got to do something to establish a more physical reputation, and that has to be his brand. And right now, everybody knows that this Suns team settles for jump shots, that they settle for floaters and push shots when they get in the lane, and that their big man would rather take a hook shot than put his shoulder into somebody and go through them, Um, which is why it's frustrating when he does do that and when he actually dribbles and does that, sometimes he's gotten the charge call. Um, So it needs to be something that he adds to his bag. He needs to be more confident with that handle to be able to absorb the contact in the lane and not, you know, turn around, fade away, all that stuff that he typically does when he gets those paint touches. Yeah, I, I, again, I just feel like this team needs to make their opponent feel all those fouls. If you're going to get called, I want you to hurt. I want Austin Reeves to leave that game black and blue and know that he had just played the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> like, and I'm not, I'm not advocating like hurt and and flagrant foul where it's not, you know, where uh, and and do things on purpose like that. I'm saying if you're gonna get called for the foul, actually foul the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't let him score a bucket yeah. just, while you're doing it. Yeah. Like no and ones. Like that, but that ball does not go in the basket no. if you're gonna foul him. Mm-hmm. That's all. Um, I think. I am more in line with Streaker's tweet last night <laughs> yeah. on how he thinks the Suns should approach this and how it'll fix it. Said the Suns need to stop complaining about the free throw discrepancies after games and come up with a better strategy. It's time to unleash KD's social media terrorism skills and have him repeatedly ratio the NBA refs account. <laughs> I'm This one is right up my alley. Like I'm all for <laughs> chaos on the internet. At the hands of Kevin Durant. I feel like we can help on that. We too. absolutely like, could. That's I, why I like it. Let's all get together and just have a party yeah. with going at the NBA refs. Well, and anytime you're out at the game, anytime the refs uh, blow the whistle or out there or on the monitor, make it loud, make it clear that they're a bunch of assholes and, and make your presence known like you did during the 2021 playoff run. Like, just make it hostile. Not dangerous, not anything inappropriate, but make it a hostile environment in terms of those kind of things. Mm. Respectfully hostile. Respectfully. Ethically uh, hostile. <laughs> we do have a super chat from Joel. Joel, thank you for your super chat. They said the Suns have 10 games left with six at home, four and five with KD. If they finish five and five, they likely secure the fourth spot. Warriors have eight left, five at home, 
Clippers have nine left, five at home. If all teams win five, Suns stay in fourth. Money face emoji sign. Yeah, again, this goes back to what I was talking about last night. The Suns are in line to secure tiebreakers against almost all of the teams that are still chasing them. Um, and if they beat the Kings, I'm pretty sure they secure that tiebreaker over the Clippers for because of their Pacific Division record, um, which is why I'm not freaking out. I know that they're one in five in their last six games. It's not looking great. I'm not going to lie and say, like, everything's fine. Um, but if they just play 500 basketball, that's what everybody else in the West is doing right now. Nobody has been able to create separation because everybody is scratching and clawing, trying to beat the same teams. Um, so there's no consistency there. They've only lost a half game on the standings from when the six game stretch started. Uh, I think they're going to be okay. I hope that I'm correct in that. Uh, they do need to string some wins together, obviously. Um, and, and stop getting so caught up in the officiating and the sidebar stuff and just go out, play good defense, and win a basketball game against a good team without Kevin Durant, which is easier said than done, especially if DA is still out. Um, but I, I do think, again, it comes down to matchups come playoff time, and as long as KD and DA are healthy by then, this team can still beat anybody in a seven-game series in the West. Yeah, I mean, look, the reality of this is in seven games, all they have to do is be four and three. Mm-hmm. And continually be four and three uh, over the each of the next seven games in front of you, <laughs> right? And go with that mentality. You don't need to be perfect. You don't need to beat the world. You need to win four out of seven each time. Just need to go sixteen and twelve, yeah, and like, do uh, something they've never done before. Yeah, well, I mean, don't put it that way. I was trying to be. I was trying to be uh, kind. <laughs> I mean, this 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 fan base would absolutely everybody's hair would be completely gray by the end of that after four consecutive game sevens. But really, that's all they need to do to win a title and do what nobody in this franchise has ever done before. By the way, I think we need to come up with some kind of name for the refs, like foul troopers or something that we just refer to them as moving forward. Because I. I don't want to give them the the honor of being called referees or the NBA referees or the refs. I want something that's very, very distinctive for these guys. We've got to come up with it because you know over the next 10 games and however away. long the playoffs go, we're going to be talking about them nightly. So. Mm-hmm. The foul police. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Saul is in the chat. What's mm. up, Saul? Also, he said he would uh, do his facial hair bet thing on Saturday as well. All right. Okay. So we're getting a whole bunch of fun (laughs) stuff on Saturday. Uh, When I said I would love to be a part of the Kevin Durant craziness directed at the officials, Mm -hmm. Saul said, Lindsay, would you really? Would you really lead the charge? (laughs) Yes, Saul. But I would like Rick roll them. I wouldn't be like, (laughs) F you NBA refs. I would be like, I would find some ridiculous stuff. Like all the things I tweet at you, Gerald. Like yes. when you say <laughs> something punny on Twitter, and I'm just like, "Wow." Yeah, it would be really would be. nice if Lindsay yeah. stopped ratioing me and ratioed the NBA official account. That would be a great. I one. love trolling you on Twitter. It's <laughs> bring. It's one of my. It just brings me so much joy. It truly does. Uh, the same way that more furniture brings me a lot of joy because it's so comfy, and yes. not only is it comfy. It looks great, too, and it's very functional. And if you are in the market for some new furniture for your house, they've got something for every single room in your home. Make sure you check out morefurniture.com to save big on the best furniture in the valley. Again, that is morefurniture.com. They hooked up our offices, and uh, it's been our our butts have been more, never been com- more comfortable, mm-hmm. right? I believe that's actually their 
tagline. It should be if it's not. It really <laughs> more should comfort be. for your ass. Higher, I believe is more furniture. <laughs> I got I, you. I'm actually, I'm actually in the in the market for a sectional. I've been looking at their website, and they've got spectacular stuff. I'm looking forward to going out there. Uh, maybe even tonight after I leave here and, nice. and trying some things out. I like test driving my furniture. Oh yeah, it's for fun, sure, so. definitely. It's like half the fun of like yeah. buying new furniture. Mm-hmm. And then also want to remind you guys that our friends over at Illegal Pete's have you covered all March Madness long. Whether you are celebrating your bracket still being good or you are drinking your sorrows away with one of their fantastic margaritas because your bracket is already busted. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have some of the strongest and the best margaritas in town. Make sure you try out an Illegal Pete's coin premium or frozen margarita when you stop by. They have happy hour every single day from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. They also can help you uh, set up like a watch party, right? If you're having a watch party with your friends or families or family, they can make you a burrito box to go. So you'll be like the best host ever because you showed up with Illegal Pete's or a guest, too. If you show up with Illegal Pete's like guac and queso, mm-hmm. that would be pretty legit. So make sure you check out our friends over at Illegal Pete's. All right, we do have another super chat. This one is from Pre. Thank you. They said, why doesn't the Phoenix cheerleaders ever get any love? I mean, I, I give them flowers. Hey, big shout out to I them. Think I think dancers, they're dancers, though. They're not cheerleaders. Right, they're they are dancers. dancers. Yeah. I believe there's three guys on the squad this year. Yeah. Shout out to that. I love mm-hmm. the diversity. They've been, I really like the dances that they put together. They do. They actually, they put a ton of work behind they do. that. They're a very hard of work. I know. I was the choreographer once. <laughs> The choreography. Did you ever see that video? No, I, I know what oh, you're talking yeah. about, but, I danced. but they helped you. They I helped, helped them you. too. I taught I taught them some moves that only a fat guy could show. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's round out today's show in honor of more March Madness with a bracket, shall we? You ready, Emma? Um, Hold on a second. We said before this, Lindsay goes, I think this one's going to be like 35 minutes. Yeah, well, then you guys talked forever. It's not my fault. Y'all just talk forever. I I swear, 35 minutes. We can do a bracket tomorrow. No, I'm fine. We We could do do it tomorrow. We could do it. All right, let's let's do it. What do we got, Emma? We're doing a bracket of clothing. Mm -hmm. Articles of clothing. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Why the didn't we just let her do chairs? We, we should have. You should have let me out. do chairs. I mean, I'm I will here for argue this. about chairs all day. Okay. But instead, we're going to argue about articles of clothing. First up, sweatshirts or T-shirts? It's 100% sweatshirts. Oh, 100%. yeah. 100%. Yeah. Mm, I was going to say T-shirts because I have a lot of them. I mean, I do like T-shirts, too. I love my T-shirts, see, especially see. my PHNX T-shirts. Um, that, that's an in-shape man speaking there. Like t-shirts are not forgiving for a man with this body. Once go. winter goes away, I I'm scared for everybody. I f- I'm I don't know, man. I feel like in Phoenix, t-shirts is the way to go. Mm-hmm. But you know, we do have crew neck sweaters on here, which I do kind of love. You so maybe back out. Now back out. Do it. You're there. You're so close. No, Lindsay, I know you want to. Stop it. Come on. What's uh oh, crew neck sweaters is definitely gonna move forward on this break. We're fine. Sorry, Espo. T-shirts. Let's go. <laughs> T-shirts moving on, baby. These are horrible <laughs> at this game. All right. Next up, we've got sweatpants and ball caps. It's cap. It's uh, ball caps. No, no it's sweatpants. No. Screw I'm out. <laughs> I can't. I, no. There are people that wear. It is sweatpants. There are people that wear ball caps like every single day, like Saul and Espo. Yes. And there are people like me 
that never wear them at all. Same, me too. I, I am, don't think I've... I wore a hat on the show one time, and it was because I left my beanie at home. I don't know what it is about my head, but it doesn't look good in same. ball caps. So. Same. That giant ego. And <laughs> oh, plus, my God. Plus, sweatpants are the shit. Sorry. Sweatpants man. are the shit. They're like, the most comfortable thing on earth. Yeah. They're sweatpants, great. 100%. Yeah. All right, next up, we got hoodies and beanies. Oh, Emma, you did me dirty oh, with this matchup. Brutal. If one of you doesn't vote beanies, I swear to God. <laughs> We're going to fight. I feel like I need to win Espo's allegiance back, but I'm not sure which way. It's hoodies. <laughs> it's definitely not beanies. Lindsay, I've never worn a beanie in my entire... Well, God, once. When I went, such when a I went turd. snowboarding, I wore a beanie, and that was it. I'm going to go a hoodies. Turd? You're such a turd. Me? Or Gerald? <laughs> Probably both say? of us. I, I said hoodies. Yeah, Gerald. And you, Emma, because <laughs> you did this. <laughs> I didn't know such thing. <laughs> I hate all okay, of this you. next one is is crap. Like, jerseys and crew neck. Like, I, neither jerseys. Crew definitely neck. jerseys. One hundred percent. Okay, unless you are playing in a sport like especially basketball jerseys mm. are very un, again unforgiving. Yes. To a non-athletic frame. But they're really cool and they're styled nicely. Okay, <laughs> if I'm not wearing them, I'm collecting them. Sure. I agree with you there. Okay. Yeah, but I, we're talking about wearing these things. Are we? Yeah. Or, or are we just doing an articles of clothing what, draft? Cuz I mean, that's all it says. What kind of damn, you know, <laughs> should be wearing them. It's a sweater. Person is is talking about crew neck sweaters. I literally that's, wear them all the time. I yeah. Oh, now we're changing the name of the draft, huh, Emma? <laughs> is that what we're doing? Yes. The answer is still jerseys, yeah. but uh, it's for me. It's sweaters. Espo, what are you doing? Come on, Espo. It's jerseys. God, oh, no. Rude. Yeah, it's yep. jerseys. You guys are bad at this game. Oh, Next sweat. No, we're really not though. What are, like jerseys are jerk. Like everybody. What am loves I going to, to the country club on a date? No. <laughs> Your next um, sweater is very specific. Real quick, we're going to take a, a time out because we got a super chat from OG Mike D for Did 10 we? bucks. Thank you, OG Mike. Said, quote, never let a hard time humble us from Nipsey Hustle." In parentheses, they said, I got more money than you, DC. Middle finger quit stealing my jokes, bum. <laughs> are you guys fighting? Beef! They, they well, have been they DC have been and OG, are you guys fighting so right now? DC's initial super chat. OG put that in the chat before. Oh. And DC, so DC came back and was like, sorry, you don't got two bucks, brother. Oh. <laughs> like some shit like that. And then he finally gave OG credit and OG oh, came back. No. It was no fighting. Oh. No fighting. Can't we all just get along? And then while we're at it, Manuel sent us one and said, Girth, destroy the refs in a South Park voice. <laughs> okay. Oh, if it happens again tomorrow night, you got it. All right. Okay, screw you, Foster. <laughs> Back to the the bracket. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we got jackets or shorts. Jackets. Jackets. Shorts. Jackets. Hundred percent. My legs will Sh not. Be you guys seen. are. I wear shorts literally every day at home from like probably April when it starts warming up till October when it starts getting okay. kind of chilly. Yeah, but jackets are like the best piece of clothing because. And a jacket can completely change an outfit. And you can have, you can always have your base outfit. And then depending on your jacket, you can fancy it up. You can make it more casual. You could wear literally the exact same base underneath. Look at you guys with suits. You wear the exact same shit underneath. You put on a different jacket. It's a whole new outfit. Okay. Jackets are 100% goaded. 
I can mm. I change my vote to shorts after Espo. that description? Espo, no. That was your just, vote's already that in. Was just um, no. no. Ball is life. Basketball, Basketball shorts short. are the shit. Dresses Sorry. or suits? Uh, well, this one's tough because I, I mean, Gerald, I'd I, love I to mean, see I you like a really wearing nice a suit. Dress. I do like wearing a suit. Um, but I feel like this is kind of a biased one. Um, I'm gonna go suits. I don't like wearing dresses no. most of the time. I like Suit to have up. pants on. Yeah, it's, I mean, I have no bias against dresses, but right. there's something I'm just saying, about a suit. Ahead. The yeah. versatility of it. Men and women can can yeah. wear them. You know, I mean, men and women can wear dresses too. Whatever floats yeah. your boat. But I, I'm just, I I think there's something about a nice suit. Um, I also like to sit crisscross applesauce, and I feel like you're not supposed to do that in a dress. So I feel like dresses are Generally out. Generally not really. Yeah. Also, we got to go back to the chat. Uh -oh. You want to see something really funny before you go, Lindsay? Yes. Apple our friend Xavier's, Xavier's voting in our... <laughs> nice. <laughs> we had him over. Let's go. Love it. He ate his bagel <laughs> bites, and now he feels better. He was just hangry. All right. Oh, Let's go. So precious. Okay, back to the super chat shenanigans. Mm -hmm. DC and OG's still at it. DC just hit <laughs> us with a hundred dollars oh, super chat. Thank you, DC. Thank you, DC. I want to see nine hundred ninety-nine dollars, <laughs> and you'll get credit for the joke. Oh man! So <laughs> you want to read the uh, the super chat from DC? Work overtime. I have no clue what that name is because I can't read it. Africa Bamba Bambata. Okay. I don't know what that Africa means. Bombata, what is AKA that? AKA OG Mike. I don't know if we want to say that word out loud. I Am I not allowed to say that word out well, loud? Well, I don't know what that word is. Oh, did, you better not have just gotten me in trouble, DC. You just got canceled. Sorry. <laughs> let me let me do some. It's Google. an American DJ. Oh, he's a DJ. <laughs> Never mind. He's an old school DJ. Born in for anything? Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Producer as well, from the Bronx in yeah. New York. Okay. Hmm. Coney saying birthday suit. That was not on the list. Not, Thank you very much. Not an option in this bracket. <laughs> but but you guys be nice to each other. Nice. Or just keep giving us money. I don't I care. I mean, you could definitely destroy super each chat other us. and keep super it, chatting. You, you send the super chat. Oh, we'll read it. We'll read it. <laughs> he's Most in a lawsuit. Time, maybe. Oh, he's in a lawsuit? Yeah. For what? Oh. I don't know that we should go down that um, That's rabbit why. hole. Anyway. Even though now I'm very curious. <laughs> Back to the bracket. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Next up, we've got socks and tank tops. Oh, socks are prisons for toes. I do not want socks to move on. These things are the dumbest thing ever. Prisons and you wanted to change. Socks. You wanted to change your vote about me liking jackets, but this is your take on socks. Yeah. Okay. It's straight jackets for feet, and then the prison is the shoe. I typically don't like to wear socks, socks unless it's cold. Or unless you know, wait, obviously wait, wait. I have to wear shoes. You guys are so. What do you mean? Like you, at, you like wear at home. socks in your shoes, though, right? Oh yeah, obviously in my shoes. I suppose doesn't. I suppose crazy. Oh, that's. Oh, you got socks oh, on got today. Socks on. He's got socks on today. You said you don't like to. I don't. I hate socks. Like at home, I definitely won't wear socks unless it's cold. But I, I had originally, I thought I had said fuzzy socks. You, and that you did, but I changed me. it to socks because I wanted Espo to. Freak out about socks. And, and you oh. all guilt tripping me into never wearing flip flops again, too, I mean, in this office. I love socks. Socks. See, Todd in the chat too. says socks are expression. I agree because socks can also, again, a fun accessory to your outfit. They can Here. be if you like 
are wearing shorts, but if you're no, not, you could then put them. Hidden. You could put them. Well, for uh, for me, you could put them over leggings and stuff. But I feel like socks are super fun. Even you guys, like if you're wearing a suit, how many guys who wear suits have fun socks underneath because it's a fun accessory? Oh, I you used can't to see wear. Them. I used to wear yes, fun socks at the down. Suns because I had to wear dress shoes. But still, you want a sock expression? Fuck them socks. There's a sock expression for you. Guys are I, mean, I was going to go tanks anyway because it's what I wear the entire summertime. I mean, home. tanks, again, another unflattering thing for a man of my size. <laughs> but I'll go with them, all right? <laughs> it's tank season, baby. Wow, whatever. Lindsay, I'm on Tanky your side. Socks all, right. all day. Gerald, get out. <laughs> Bow ties or jeans? Bow ties. Jeans. It's jeans. It's jeans. Yeah, bow ties are kind of a prison for the neck. Yeah, like you like socks, niche. but you want to wear a bow tie? Bow ties Ew. are very niche. Got to be the right pair of jeans, though. T-shirts or sweatpants? T-shirts or sweatpants? Sweatpants. 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 Sweatpants probably going to win this whole damn thing. Hoodies or jerseys? Hoodies. Hoodies. Jerseys. Ew, Gerald. I like wearing jerseys. Okay. Uh, jackets or suits? Jackets. 100%. See, hold on. Suits include a jacket. Yeah. No, because jackets alone can be all types of jackets. You could have bomber jackets. You could have leather jackets. You could have cardigans. I feel like we needed to be Technically, more specific maybe. with this no. no. Jackets is too all-encompassing. No. That's then the whole point. we could have just said shirts As Barney Stinson would say, <laughs> like, suit up. It's suits. Yeah, I'm no. wearing suits. Ew. Legend, <laughs> wait for it. God, Dare. I've never been more disappointed in you guys. Tanks or jeans. Be careful. Jeans. Jeans. Sorry, girl. sure. I yeah, swear I to God, if suits jeans, moves but... on. Mm. No. Sweatpants or hoodies? Hoodies. Sweatpants. They go together. This is Look, like such I, a I want hoodies and a pair of basketball shorts. This is a it's Sophie's choice. Hoodies and a pair of basketball yeah, shorts. That's th in Arizona, that's that's appropriate winter attire. I'm going hoodie. Um, or sweatpants. Oh man. I'm gonna go sweatpants. Just because they're more convenient. Well then the only way like this a hoodie you do have to worry about your hair when you take it off. The this only way And they can get a little bulky at times they can. too. And they get they get stolen a lot. The <laughs> only way that this entire bracket will be valid uh -huh. is if it's suits versus sweatpants, which Ew. is the ultimate matchup of 2020, right? <laughs> we went from what we had to do to what we were forced to do. <clears throat> yeah, so if it becomes, listen, if y'all vote suits uh, over... Mm -hmm. And then you let Suits win this. No. I will literally throw the temper tantrum that I am begging Monty to throw. Okay. Suits. I'm just kidding. I'm not actually going to throw that temper say, tantrum because I, I know you guys now. just want it to happen. Yeah. But for real, though, if you let Suits win this, I'm going to be so incredibly disappointed in well, you. Has, suits hasn't even moved past suits jeans, jeans yet. I'm, I'm suits. jeans. Also, it's all down to me. I, uh, let's get that. Let's get that. I would normally vote jeans, but I'm going to vote Suits just because I want to see this final. Okay, Charlie. nobody ever in their entire life mm -hmm. has said, man, that pair of sweatpants made me feel more confident and ready for anything. I have no, said that. Nobody has ever said that about sweatpants. A good suit can change your perspective on the world. <laughs> oh, man. Lindsay, I know you're going sweatpants. Yeah, it's 100% sweatpants. And if so you pick otherwise, Gerald, you're the worst. I I've been wearing suits at Listen. different times in my life since i was three can i, I make went an to argument? preschool in suits what's up Emma? i'm making an argument sure sweatpants you can feel more comfortable confident and overall don't say it you can feel just way better just about yourself in general in sweatpants mm -hmm. when you're wearing a suit you're walking around 
oh, like. And you're is, sweaty yeah, as hell. Does mm-hmm. my suit look nice? Is my yeah. tie good? Like, all that, like, you are worried also, about you, other depending shit. Depending on the situation, you could totally look like the worst bro in the world. You could also, well, yeah, it depends on the You suit. can in sweatpants too. Well, okay. Not You're, as bad. I would rather be a sweatpant bro than a suit bro. You can look like Joseph Stalin in a pair of sweatpants. I would rather right? be a sweatpant bro than a suit bro. All right. So here's the thing. You guys are talking to someone who for the first four years covering the Suns would wear a suit to every single game. And I liked it. I like getting dressed up. I like you know, wearing suits to weddings Come and, on, and or, uh, like oh higher God. function yeah. activities, date nights. A suit can be nice. Photos, a but wedding. But it's almost gray sweatpants season, everyone. It's you just trying to get laid. A suit get you more laid than gray sweatpants. Oh come on, let's sweatpants go for the win. Gerald, you're I'm proud me of you, look, Gerald. and it kind of made me a little nervous. I was I'm like, I'm like, same. This little bitch is really about to pull suits and say suits tops all. Yeah, I had to set it up to knock him down. I'm sorry, Espo. I'm bringing lazy back. What? I'm wearing sweatpants all the time. That's right. Bro, I literally wore sweatpants in here like at least three times before. And it's fantastic. Comfortable. They're warm during the winter. You can also, you can nowadays with the different variety of sweatpants that are available, you can dress up sweatpants. Shame. No, no shame. Lindsay's right. They literally make, uh, what are those pants called? Like the cargo pants? Yeah. Yeah, they literally make those, they, but sweatpants edition. Yeah. That's hilarious. I feel Itch. like New Girl had a gimmick like, like that where they you did the can, suit. You like can suit sweatpants. dress up sweatpants now. It's just, you got to put in a little bit of like, see, Ryan says suits, put in an effort. See, you got to put in an effort to dress up sweatpants. So you got to know how to dress and you got to have a little bit of fun accessories but you can this dress up sweatpants. This is everything that's wrong with America. You want to oh, talk God. about lazy? Putting on a suit is lazy because you're relying on the suit where if you dress up sweatpants, you got to have a little bit of something behind it. You got to have some seasoning on your outfit when you dress up sweatpants. I mean, she's losing me with this argument, but it's still sweatpants. <laughs> have, you, have you ever seen any? Okay, Lindsay, Ryan House's event next week. I'm wearing sweatpants. Go ahead, Ospo. You would you wear sweatpants being the MC? Um, I think they would probably be sad if yeah, I did that. There you go. <laughs> they would be sad. But you know what? Actually, they probably would. I bet you I could figure out a way to do it. But I'm not going to. But I bet you I could figure out a way to do it. Anyway. <laughs> Todd said you, all of you are admitting laziness. I, I like to be comfortable when I'm at home. Yeah. Okay, if this was shit you wear at home to be comfortable, sweatpants should win the bracket. It's articles of clothing that you wear. Whatever you put value in. I like to be comfortable. You don't show up to the office wearing a suit, do you? No. Espo, are you comfortable right now? No. (laughs) (laughs) Would you be more comfortable in a suit? Probably. Liar. No. Liar. No one has ever been more comfortable in a suit. Liar. Bullshit. You sit next to Dwayne Rankin all the time. You don't think that man's more comfortable in a suit than anything else he no, wears? He's probably sweating his ass off. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Arizona. Well, not, you sweat your ass off in sweatpants too. Let me clarify. No, not at the Sun Stadium. He's perfectly warm there because it's frigid <laughs> Arctic temperatures in that damn arena. But anyway. Bobby's lying in the chat, by the way. I'm not gonna read I, Gerald and I are right. Espo, you are wrong. It's okay. Um, but 
we can all be right together by hanging out tomorrow at the Dobson Ranch Golf Course for our <laughs> PHNXT kind party. Watch <laughs> along. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is happening tomorrow. We do have a few tickets still available. So if you want to come hang out with all of us and fellow diehards as we watch the Suns take on the Kings, make sure you grab your tickets ASAP. They're 45 per person, 160 per foursome. Diehards, you do get a discount if you are looking for the link with um, your discount on it. Check the Discord for that link. Everybody else, you can find the link to buy your tickets in the description of the show. But it's going to be um, a boatload of fun. We got prizes. We got competitions. Where food and beverage will be out there available for purchase. And it'll be a lot of fun. We had a blast last time. So come mm -hmm. hang out with us again. Yes. Yeah. Get there early because I'm only there from 5 to 6 tomorrow if you want to see me. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for coming by and hanging out with us. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We'll have a pregame show and a postgame show still for everyone. So plan to hang out with us then. Until we see you, you can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. You're born in your birthday suit, you're buried in a suit. Suits is the answer and the only answer. Sweatpants are lazy. Ahoy. Rip. BHNX though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. I've always wrecked the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team.